All right. We're all alive. Uh, we are yeah. live. What's up, friends? We are live. Hola. Hello. Hola, my friends and my enemies. And welcome to the Once Revealed Variety Out. In we are your hosts. I am Nate. Nate Wazowski. Nate Wazowski. Nate Wazowski. And I am Scott Patton. That's Will. Will is my favorite Hill William. That is and I, I, that is me. That is your like official title. I mean, you are the Hill William of the band. Indeed. I can't Hill think of William. for you. Really. King of the Hill. Hill William. Hey. King of the Hill William. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought of that. It has such a ring to it, too. It does. You are right over there, Will? Yeah. Can you guys see the stream? I'm about to get onto here and pull it up. I want to make sure that it's running. I'm having issues, but I think it's my computer. Uh oh. Here it is. Yeah, I see it. Okay, cool. It it's going. Yeah. Whoa. And I'm going to share it right now. Share this shit. Yeah. Write a post. Uh, anybody, anybody write down any questions for today? Oh, I've got some more uh, would you rather things. Those are questions in the specific form. <laughs> um, but you know what? There is one question I need to ask all of you. About yep. all of you. Both yep. of you. That question? Yep. How are you guys? What's up? I'm good. Go ahead, Will. Anything else? Just, just good. You just good? No, I'm just good. That's it. It's the whole thing. Cool story. All right. Um, mine. Not too bad. Not extremely eventful. At least nothing's coming to mind right now. Maybe I blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> it's yeah, you when I came over, you know, with that. Oh, was that? When I came over, you know, with that. Oh, yeah, right, right. I'm uncomfortable. I still, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but... Well, you know, that would be a good time if you're... When, when do you do anything... When you're, you know, giggity giggity and that involves. No, no, we were eating hot dogs. We were just hanging out, having beers. And you just got all weird all of a sudden. I don't know. Just, just like, you started, like, shaking around and, and you started saying some weird things. Like, you know, I am the angel of death. And then you fell on down and, and passed out. I don't know. You're going a little bit. It's kind of strange. Like, I don't get it. Started talking backwards. Yeah, yeah, he was. His head turned. I started walking down the stairs backwards, fucking climbing up yeah. the stairs backwards. Started yeah, yeah. foaming at the mouth. This is great. Hate that my head started spinning and started crawling up the fucking walls. And you picked up the steam. It's gross. I didn't like that at all. Mostly the puking part. All the rest of the stuff I could deal with, but you threw up all over the place, man. Oh, Nathan, you're all about throw up, throwing up because you like watching. People throw up spaghetti on brains and then shave their hairs and put it on the brain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what are you Definitely. talking about? I'm so confused. Okay, so that's... Let's start over. Hi, friends. We're once revealed. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore the last four minutes. That didn't happen. Oh, shit. Brain thing, it was actually something that Alex Gray did back in the 70s when he was doing performance art. I do remember you talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I told the world about this yet, but I'm going to. Because I think you did, but go ahead again. Oh, well, so there's a performance art bit that Alex Gray did. When he, I don't know. I think he was, like, in college at the time or something. I don't know. It was back in the 70s. And, and what he did was there's a performance piece. He sat at a table. I don't think he, he was not wearing a shirt. I don't know if he was wearing pants or not. He could have been naked. Who knows? Um, but he played his spaghetti. And he had what looked like a human brain. I, I don't know if it was a real human brain. Like, because I think he could have been or something like that for a while. So it might have been a real human brain. And so he ate the spaghetti. 
he shaved his head and, and put it onto the brain, or no, put the brain onto the hair, threw up on it, and then put it in a bag, and tied it up, and that did, was This is something I've been curious about, like, did he just, like, intentionally regurgitate it? I'm, like, did he bite it and just, did he, like, chew it and spit it out? Did he actually vomit it? No, no, I think he actually vomited it. It said, I vomited the spaghetti onto the brain, I put it into a bag, and tied it up. And that was there's the a narrator going on during this whole thing? Like, No, 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 this is out, well, this is, there's a book that I'm borrowing right now that is a, mm. great, like, it's, it's his artwork book, and it's got all this really, it's got his old stuff and a lot of his new stuff. I, I, I flipped through it some, I haven't gotten through a whole lot of it, but... You know, this was him writing about his art. So he was saying, I did this. And it was weird, man. That's really weird. Yeah. I don't like that. It is damn weird. I'd like to see it, actually, just for the sake of watching something fucking weird. Yeah, but... it's like the opposite of what you'd say, like, if you're one of those uh, kind of, I don't know, if you're one of those guys who's talking about a band they used to like, they're like, yeah, you know, I like their older stuff. But with this guy, I feel like I like his newer stuff a lot better. Very cool. <laughs> All the things you see on the Tool albums and whatnot. Is that really his newer stuff? That's that's pretty old. Yeah, dude, he's been making art since the 70s, man. I mean, early, oh, I mean, all his life, actually, he's been, like, you know, that's all he did was art. Is the, the Tool... Uh, I was just going to say, the Tool album I'm thinking of is the one with, like, all the eyeballs. Is that, is that it? That's his art. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's him. Right. If you're thinking of a Tool album, it's his art. Yeah, it's like all of did. I remember watching some music video, and I'm curious if he had anything to do with it. It's like a claymation with Tool. I forget what the, what the song was. Maybe yeah, it was Gizm. It might have been yeah. Gizm. That sounds about right. Was that was that him that was that was involved in that? Probably. He does stuff. He does video art sometimes. Does he? Yeah, he does do that kind of stuff. I've always been interested in that type of shit, how, how long it takes to create a claymation video. Like, it must yeah. take so many hours just to produce And that right there so is why we're never going to do a claymation video. <laughs> <laughs> that would be super expensive and super time-consuming. It will take so long. So long. Yeah. What we yeah. is we a music video that is depicting us trying to make a claymation video and stuff with a sledgehammer. I like, I like the second half of that idea much better than the first half. Well, Will, we wouldn't... Alright, Will, we wouldn't have to actually make a claymation video. We would just pretend to. We would just have to play food. You know, make him up and then show you, specifically, now that you said that, like, getting mad about how long it's fucking... Like, and then his arm breaks off, you know, you're like, fuck! And, yeah. It sounds like, a, like a riveting video. I think it is. It's almost as riveting as our NBA idea. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, the NBA, NBA idea would be quite something. Indeed. I think sitting in the NBA, sitting on the, in the pews or whatever the hell you talk, whatever the hell you call them. Benches? Sit there talking to yourself. Scott, we are here. Do you know the, the word benches? Oh, no. I, it's important no. to me that you know the word benches because it's a common no. word. No. Okay. All right. I don't know that word. Let's, just, let's go fuck myself. It's the holy government. The holy government. I hate this. Scott, did you have the first word? I, I did. <laughs> your vows. Oh, on to some questions. These topics are getting too deep. We're going to get okay. canceled by the government. Uh-oh. Yeah, man. They know all about our schemes. Once revealed, it's not sponsored by the United States government, nor the NBA or the DMV. I never want to be, actually. Yeah. I, I think that's that's the opposite of the dream. I think exactly. That, I think it's literally working for the man, which is counter to everything that a man stands for. Right. Mm. All of the ways. All of the ways. Okay. What you got, Scott? I got I got questions and they're formed in this manner. 
Um, where does your creative inspiration normally stem from? And what motivates you to write music, ETC? E I don't know why I put ETC on, honestly. I love that movie. Well, I... About the little alien? ETC? Yeah, that one. The, the Spielberg one. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So, what you guys got? Go ahead, Nate. Where, where does your creative inspiration stem from? So, what kind of creative inspiration? Are we talking specifically about music? Or are we talking yes, about yes. What motivates you to write music? Yeah, music. Really, what motivates me to write music is other people writing a song that they need drums for. <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, at the same time, Nathan, you have actually written, like, maybe a, a phrase for some lyrics that we had for, what was it, Still Waiting? So yeah. there was some creative inspiration there. What, what made you think of that? Well, I think... Uh... I think a lot of times, I don't know if it comes from like a specific inspiration necessarily. I think sometimes something just kind of occurs to me. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, some people, it's like they get into a certain state of mind or a certain kind of thing happens in their life and, and they, they need to express that angst or feeling or whatever. And, um, and I think for me, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't really write songs or, or anything per se. Um, when I have tried to write music in the past, like in college and stuff, I approached it in a very intellectual way, and it didn't really exactly work. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't usually work out in an intellectual manner. Right. right. But, like, I'm trying to put math into words. Right, so um, now just sort of listen to whatever's happening in my head and... Uh, like, if I'm coming up with a drum part, for example, for one of the songs that you bring in, um, it usually, it just, uh, it occurs to me immediately, usually. Whatever, whatever, or at least the framework of whatever the best drum part was going to be for that song, I just, I can kind of just know intuitively what that thing is going to be, at least a general idea of it. Um, and it's not super often that it happens where I just struggle to come up with something. And Lost in Transition actually... Is, is one that, that gave me some trouble until, like, just recently. Um, at this last practice, I, I did something towards the end. It's like that double chorus at the end. I could never think of a good thing to play for that second chorus. And so I'd always do some filling and soloing kind of stuff, but it, it always felt kind of weird. But then, like, different at this last practice. And I was just like, oh, that's what it is. That's what I needed to do here. You know? It's crazy. We've been playing that song for a long time. It's just like... I, I've had those moments too where it's like something just doesn't feel right and then like out of the blue when you practice like I don't know how many times the same song and it just kind of out of the blue, bam, there it is. Yeah. There. Well, you know, similar thing happened with uh, 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 Take It Away. You remember that change that we made recently a couple practices back? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like I, yeah, it's like I don't remember where I heard that first or whatever. But it just occurred to me one day. I, I, was, I might have literally been in the shower. Um, <laughs> or I was just walking around my house doing whatever I was That's where your creative inspiration comes from. We just, every time we record something, we just, we need a shower in handy just so you can go in there and just meditate on your rhythmic abilities. To shower meditation. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be a little lower. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I to attack another cat. So if you hear some horrible yowling in the background, it's just cats fighting each other. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Just cats tearing each other to bits. Cats. Hey, guys, give me one second. I, I, I'm having audio problems. I, uh, let me try to fix this. Okay. So I guess me and Scott will continue. Yeah. Um. What? 
where does my creative inspiration normally stem from? Um, just life experiences in general, and like it's, it normally comes from like I'd say more a lot of the stuff that I I write about is like to do with like anxiety and just like somber stuff, dark stuff. Mm-hmm. So normally, yeah, that's where a lot of it stems from is just different experiences that I've had and just like, you know, I'll, I'll sit down and, and write some lyrics just when I'm in a mood. Usually I don't sit down when I'm in like a happy mood and I'm like, I need to write some lyrics for this. Usually it's like when I'm pissed off or I'm in a, you know, a very, you know, somber mood. So that's well, that's usually where it stems from for me. So it's, like, what, so it's emotion. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I was going to say, when, when your emotion is just kind of uh, at a point where you have to get it out. Right. It's kind of like journaling in a way. It's like you have to have some kind of emotional release, and by channeling it into a song, you're able to do that in, in a way, right? Is, is, does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one way to look at it. Interesting. Channeling all that emotion into one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I... I feel like I'm I'm sort of like halfway in between. Um, I would say that like a lot of times with my with my lyrics, it's related specifically to like a um, like an emotion or like a situation or something like sort of like what you were talking about, Scott. Like you know something's just like really overwhelming, and you know I just <clears throat> put it into lyrics. But a lot of times with um, with like the musical aspect, like the the actual notes and chords and stuff that i'm playing i'll just hear something and it's like oh that's really cool like the other day i was was listening to anderson pack uh he did a live stream back in like february and uh-huh. i was just listening to this performance and i was like man that bass part is funky and i just sat down and wrote a bass part because i was just listening to it it's like the idea of it just inspired me you know mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's that's similar. I was just going to say, actually, like, sometimes, at least with, like, the instrument, like, it'll come out of the blue, like, this random rhythm. I'll wake up sometimes, and there will be some jingle in my head, and then I'll forget about it and be like, fuck! <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst when you, like, hear something in your dream, and you're like, this is the greatest song ever, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, god damn it! I don't remember it. <laughs> Pretty much. Dude, I was I was talking with Vern the other day about I know this has been overdone and overshot, but I feel like we could make it unique. The song by Gautier, got I guess that's how you pronounce it. Gautier, G O T Y E. Somebody that you used to know song. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. And I had this idea and uh, initially, Vern was kind of hesitant about it. He's like, I don't know. There's been so many different people who've done covers of this song. And then I showed him this version. And it's just been, like, ringing in my head all day, pretty much, to where it's like, hmm, this could definitely make, this could definitely be something more original. I'm kind of excited to show you guys it. Okay. So you, you, all of a sudden, you just had an idea to sort of just make, bing! Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. That- yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And I, I had an idea to where Will, it's going to be like, it's going to be a duet. Like, you're going to do certain vocals, and then I'll do vocals, and of course, Vern will do screaming. That's so cute. I think it's going to be pretty cool. It's real cute. Yeah. I like that. It's cute. Yeah, that's I was looking for cute, but okay. <laughs> oh, like, uh, sometimes an idea, it's almost like an idea that gives you from something else. Yeah. And, and like, it, it just sort of it's almost like you just see the idea rather than you coming up with it yourself. It just happens inside of your head and then you grab it and then you can do stuff with it. You know, mm-hmm. but the inspiration is just like, boom, it, it just comes, it, it, man, it just passes through your head. Just yeah. Through your head. Yeah. It's very weird. That's like, I guess what you could refer to like meditation in a way, like you, you have a thought in your head, you sit down and then you try to, eliminate all other thoughts and then something will eventually just you know it's not always how it works but sometimes you know yeah like like a certain thought might be inspired that you typically wouldn't have thought of you know you had a creative thought or something 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely in those those moments when you're, you know, at peace. That's mm -hmm. usually when those types of thoughts will come out of the blue. Yeah, or if you can calm your mind down uh, from its typical busyness. You know, I feel yeah. like they get into a state. And I think that happens, too, sometimes when you're playing and you're really completely, like, involved in what you're playing. It's like you're not really you get to this space and it, you could call it the flow state, but you're kind of like not really thinking about what you're playing, but you're completely mm -hmm. into, <laughs> in tune with it. Um, <laughs> All pun intended. <laughs> and, um, why, why are you like this? Uh, do you want to get into that? No. <laughs> Yes, let's make that a whole topic. Please. No, that was a rhetorical yeah. question. Please don't answer. We'll leave it rhetorical then. Um, <laughs> like you're completely involved in it. You're completely given to it in that in that moment. Not thinking about what's coming next. You just know what's going to come next. And uh, and it's it's like when you're in that state that you can play the coolest stuff. Especially if you're like improvising. You know, yes. it's like its own kind of meditation. And I think. Um, when you're in that state, your mind kind of gets out of the way. And it's like there's this undercurrent of this creativity that you can kind of dip your, you know, it's almost like a well. You just dip it down into it and take up some creativity to, to bring out into the real world. Dude, I so have you seen the movie Soul, the new Disney movie? Yes, I love that movie. So I've not seen it. They they have the best like explanation for that mm -hmm like mm -hmm. state you you know what i'm talking about scott but there's like there's a yeah. point in the movie yeah. where they go to this place and it's like um you know it's like where souls go when they're like really like deep in a trance or whatever and it's like a super cool description of that and i i mean the mo movie's about like a musician a jazz musician so like when he's soloing he like gets into that state and like just vibes or whatever you know and right it's just really cool to like see that and like i don't know it's it's a yeah, really cool a visualization yeah of <clears throat> because i've never i've never seen that like explained or uh or or like visualized before i can't think of the word but right yeah. right yeah it is a, it is a very cool concept how they did that it seems like they're doing that a lot more these days at least with like disney and stuff like going completely off topic here like um What's that We've been movie? off topic for like eight minutes. It's fine. We, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, what's that other movie where it's about this one child and like, and it just shows her emotions. There's like anger and then there's happy. Um, uh, shit. What's the name of that? I know. What's it called? It's like, it's like feel or something. I don't think that's it, but. What's the name of that movie? Let's see. Here. Inside Out. Inside Out. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. It's a good one too. Yeah. It seems like they're kind of just like grasping these concepts and just kind of creating some sort of animations out of it. I really like those types. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a really like interesting uh uh idea to sort of to go after is that like internal process that that uh everybody has but nobody really talks about like to see it like, mm -hmm. like on screen as like a thing that's really cool right right and like they talk about i mean like one of the things in soul um nate you haven't seen this movie but it's very good you should watch it um you should watch it there's there's a scene i don't want to ruin too much of it but there's a scene where like this guy's like a middle school band teacher and like one of his kids is like a trombone player and is like super into is is like she's trying to be cool and like not care about stuff but she really likes jazz and so she is that vernon hey, Vern. hey i just wanted to join for like literally six seconds so that i could say thank you so much will for running variety hour tonight you're a fucking godsend i will talk to you all later love you buddy but I hope it sounds good. Um, but yeah, so that was literally like, literally six seconds. <laughs> huh. All right. Uh, yeah, but there's there's this trombone player that's like 
wants to be cool and like not like anything, but she's like really good at jazz soloing and she starts playing this stuff and you're like, oh man, that's super hip. And he like gets really excited because she's really good at this, but she doesn't want to like it. And I feel like that's, that's a really popular thing in this day and age. Like you can't be like into stuff because like it's cool to just not care. It's like, no, we need right. to like, talk about this, you know? And those kind of movies like bring up that, that idea. That cool sense aloofness. Yeah. Right. Loof is definitely a good word for it. I think it's just, it's just the, the image that people in high school and middle school is like, you know, it's all about image pretty much and that just not giving a shit pretty much is. That's if you're too cool to, to you know. You're too cool for school. Imagine if, oh God. <laughs> Scott, Imagine you just sounded like a thousand to... years old. You did, yeah. Literally at that great at that like my in, in like my, medieval uh, England they're just like, is done. Yes, ye old uh, plagues are right ravaging of the nation, but I'm too cool. <laughs> That's what they said, legitimately. It's in it's in All the Bible. Oh. We're going to burn these women at the stake for being witches. But at the same time, I'm too cool for school. No, I think yeah. it's because they're too cool for school. They're too cool for school, therefore we have to burn them. Yeah. Burn! Yay, Verily. Cool. Oh. Yay, You had like an actual here, point here. before we just said, started saying nonsense. Um. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, oh, oh like, I mean, if, like, you took that same approach to a date or something, you know, you're sitting there with something, and you got sunglasses on, you're sitting there at dinner, and they're just like, so, like, what do you do? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> they're like, what do you do? And you're like, man, I don't really, I don't really do anything. I'm, I'm way too cool to do anything, you know. What does uh, anyone really do? Bong hit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. And sometimes women are turned on by such things like, oh, he's so mysterious. He doesn't care. It's like, it's like, nah, he just sucks at a lot of stuff. (laughs) That's what that means. Yeah. So that was a really good first question, Scott. What's our second question? Yeah, twenty five minutes later, I got I got a really complicated, really, really, really complicated question for you guys. Boxes or briefs? What's your favorite color? Oh, <laughs> I I had a different question. <laughs> Blue. What's the velocity of an unladen swallow? Yeah. Wait, what? African or European? What? what? <laughs> I don't know. I- European swallow. Rump swallow? Is that what we're referring to? I don't know. Actually, know something about this, Scott? Tell, wait, wait, Scott. What is the average airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? A European one and whatever it was that you just said. Tell me. I want to know. Swallow. What kind of rump swallow? What is the... Could you repeat that question again? <clears throat> what? Is the average air speed velocity of an unladen swallow? The average air speed velocity would be negative twenty. What? That's not so <laughs> backwards. Yes, you got it. Catch it on quick. Good, cool. Scott, cool have, have you not seen Monty Python? I have not. Oh my god! You? Haven't seen Monty Python? You? No, I haven't. You're gonna love literally every second of that movie. You're gonna jizz your pants repeatedly. You're gonna create. Yeah. Gonna... Can we can we say jizz oh, your pants on Facebook Live? Jizz huh? in my pants. I, I said, can we say jizz your pants on Facebook Live? Is that allowed? Are we gonna oh, we said it three times. All of us said it, so you know. Yeah, I was I just hope... I was proposing the question. It, mine was an academic saying of the word. Oh, I see. Mine was a proclamation of the future. Yes. 
Wow. Okay. So Scott, how is the gonna, dirty? Yes, that one. You're gonna love that movie. I promise. Yes, Scott, you're gonna. When, when am I going to watch this movie? Is my question. I don't you're know. Watch... At some point. I thought it was a, like wasn't it like a series of like there's more than one. There's there's a bunch of movies and then there's there was a whole TV show uh, called Monty Python's Flying Circus. Mm. Of all of the people in the world, I would have thought you would be someone who knew Monty Monty Python. I, I, mean, I would have thought that you owned everything that they've ever done. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint, guys. Was... You're gonna love it, man. Yeah. I've heard of it plenty of times. I just never have seen it. Bro, you're gonna you're gonna wet your pants in more ways than one. Like your Cowper's claim. Yes. You know that one that separates semen from the pee? It's just gonna go like <laughs> This is I really like good content, visual. guys. I'm really and that sound. This conversation. Please do it again. I'm I'm very nice. glad that I'm associated as a person with this conversation that's happening right now. Thank you. Me too. This is yes. A trend. Yeah. So, so my favorite hey, color is blue. Your... Okay. <laughs> me too. No shit. All three of us like blue. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, we're the same person. What yeah. What shade of blue is your favorite shade of blue? Agua. I don't. I just threw that out there. Honestly, I don't know. I, I, feel like... I don't think that's a color. Agua? Aqua. Aqua. Aqua, Aqua blue. I think aqua. aqua. I can get down with aqua. That's my birthstone. Is aquamarine. So it's got that mm. blue greenish thing going on. Mm -hmm. Kind of translucent blue thing. Yeah. It makes you think of the beach and the palm trees. Good times. I think mine's uh, uh, teal. I forget what which shade that is. It's teal. I have to look it up. It's teal, Scott. That's what I that literally is. can't be more specific. That is the name for that shade of color. Yeah. Okay, okay, but I forgot what that looks like, okay? Do you not understand where I'm coming from? No, I do. Like I'm just giving you a really okay, hard time. Okay, I see it. Okay, cool. Yeah, there you cool. go. That's teal. That's Great. it. That's teal. You're welcome. Great. Cool. I, I think like... if I had to pick a favorite of this today, a deep... <laughs> Like a darker blue, kind of like a, like a nice sapphire. That's blue. That's the bluestone, right? The yeah. deep blue. Yeah. Sapphire. But like I saw, one time, I saw this car that had this paint color. It almost looked like a mixture of sapphire and emerald green, Ooh. right? Kind of mixed together and kind of dark, you know. And I thought it was just really, really cool looking. That was all mm. about. And I was all about that. It was kind of metallic and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's good color. Going. Yeah, bro. Pretty dope. Bruh. Pretty dope. I Bruh. wonder how an aqua blue would look on a car. Weird. Would I want a car with aqua blue on it? I don't I, know. I, don't I, so. I really, I don't think you would. That doesn't sound like it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a nice color. Just there's certain colors that just do not look good on cars. You know what True. color looks really good on cars, though? Purple. What's that? Purple. Okay. Like a purple, like Dodge Charger, or like a Mustang, mm -hmm. or but it's just like mm -hmm. like royal purple. Mm. Royal purple. Yeah. Do you know where I was going with that? Well, do you know where that's from? I don't. Royal blue. No. Who's that? You guys have never seen Liar Liar. No. Actually. I've never seen it. That's, That's it's on my list. Crack. I just don't have a way to watch it. We gotta watch it. Well, my goodness. I know. I just have never had we the are... opportunity to watch it. My so, goodness. So Scott needs to watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and we mm -hmm. need to watch Liar Liar. We need to watch Liar Liar. And all of us together need to watch both Ace Ventura movies. We just need to watch yes. the entire <laughs> filmography of Jim Carrey. Yeah. Pretty much. So he's let's let's make it a date night for all four of us, and Can't. we'll do some. <sighs> Can't think of the word. We'll do some Dollar. yoga and watch Jim Carrey. <laughs> yes, and we'll do a marathon of Jim Carrey with some yoga. While we're doing yoga, we'll watch Jim Carrey and, and drinking wine. And drinking wine while upside down doing yoga. That'll be one variety hour. It'll be fun. 
Oh shit! Yeah. Hey. Hell What's yeah. up, Crumb? Who's that? Danny Crumb's on. He is commenting. Oh. Danny Crumb. What's up, Danny? How's Danny it going, Crumb? boss? But, um, Scott, apparently you could pull off the aqua blue on your car because you're very Good. pretty. Because it's very pretty. No, because you're very pretty. Ooh. Who said this? Danny Crumb says he's a pretty boy. He could pull off aqua blue. <laughs> I did actually. Ooh. I knew. I knew the Ooh, first interpretation of purple, the power hungry. Yeah, well, it's, it's associated with power because uh, purple's super expensive. The the purple purple dye is super expensive to make. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, Danny. Danny asked, "What uh, if we've if we've gotten our stimulus checks and what we're gonna do with that money?" I have. I did. Have an idea. Save it. I I haven't gotten it yet. I'm going to replace the brakes and rotors on my car, and it's going to be like $800 or something. Uh, I'm going to buy groceries and pay my rent. <laughs> no. I'm going to use it for surviving, and that's it, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, none of you I guys have been over my house, but behind me, these cabinets are hideous. They need to be painted, so that could be one thing the money will go to. And then the tiling is all cracked up. And that's another thing I think we're gonna get get some vinyl tiling. It's gonna look sexy. That's exciting. Nice. Mm hmm. I guess the rest of them. I'm just gonna save it because I need to like establish save because I don't have that right now, and it makes me very uncomfortable. So I had savings, and then I was a professional musician in a global pandemic, so that's gone. <laughs> oh my what a tragedy what a tragedy this pandemic has caused on the musician's life oh. indeed Scott, Can you you me? yes what is a deal breaker for you when it comes to the opposite sex what turns you off Uh, this is a this is a deal breaker. cranium. Huh? What? I said I I'm thinking out loud. Uh, He's just thinking out loud. Deal, deal breaker. <clears throat> hmm. I feel like if I would struggle to uh, like conversate with someone, yeah. I don't like. Definitely, definitely, that's it, always a deal breaker. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, a deal-breaker or whatever. Like, it's kind of hard to tell what a legit deal-breaker is because I feel like when you establish a relationship with somebody, like, if it's a deep enough relationship, there can be something very serious that comes up and you find a way to work it out. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, something that might be considered a deal-breaker sometimes for some people might not be a deal-breaker in that case, depending on that individual relationship. But I think in general... You know, I'm someone who, you know, I'm sort of intellectually minded. Not to say that I'm, you know, that necessarily harder. It's more like, what? Nick, you're just <laughs> not like, to say that I'm. Yeah, no, you're just like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm a lot smarter than a lot of the people that I date. So no, you know. not that's not. Say, it's right, a real pain to, to be this I smart. Change, so I'm retracting that statement. I'm gonna. Okay, I, I kind of live in my head, and other people might live more like in their heart or more in their activities or more in their whatever, you know. It's just sort of where your main um, energy resides, I guess. And for me, that's sort of just in the things that I think about, I guess. And so I talk a lot, right, because I, I, just, I just sit and live in my head. If, if they can't have, like, a deep, meaningful conversation with you, then that's... that's... Yeah, I, yeah, I struggle with that. Cause, yeah. yeah, right like to get feedback and, and reciprocity in that way. So, And going off of that, I remember talking to this girl on, I think it was either Plenty of Fish, OkCupid, and she was very attractive, but she just, she was very shallow-minded in the fact that she just, her cut. For, for one, I'm not, I can't say that I'm the greatest at spelling, but she, she was terrible, and I'm like, hmm. 
Judging by your pictures, too, I guess this does mm-hmm. it does explain it. She's got her tongue sticking out, I guess, and like, you know, doing that stereotypical, you know, blonde girl thing. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I guess this is this isn't much of a surprise. Once revealed does not uh, uh, condone discriminatory practices. Just want to put that nope. out there. <laughs> Particularly on day. Right. No, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think definitely like if you struggle to have like a conversation, cause I, I've met people before where you, you like start talking to them and they just like, don't respond. And like, that's, <clears throat> that's really rough. Like, yeah. they're just like, Hey, like, how was your day? What'd you do? And they're like, it's fine. They and put they, on their shades and sit back. And just, yeah, yeah. I'm too cool for school. <laughs> it was <scary>. right. <laughs> Uh, Danny Crumber, Danny Crum says, "Is it a deal breaker if I catch her making out with my sergeant in my new door in my new four door sedan?" Uh, and deal Danny also that was said, "Danny also said, if Jennifer Lopez couldn't hold a conversation, would you really care?" Yeah, I think I would. I would care about that. There's people who are as attractive as Jennifer Lopez and uh, who can hold a conversation. You know. The and, first thing, yeah. I mean, we're also talking. I feel like about about relationships. I mean, like a hookup would be a different story, you know. Like right. That, that deal breaker is entirely like physical, you know, because like everybody right. has their own like type or whatever. But like, I feel like we're talking about relationships. Like, what is a deal breaker? Like, I couldn't date someone mm-hmm. who does this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I was gonna say with Jennifer Lopez, if she couldn't hold a conversation, first thing I'd do is giggity giggity, and then. <laughs> just not have a conversation with her afterwards and just kind of book it. Scott. Your, is your wife home in a different room? Is she, is she going to, like, murder you right now? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Did he said talk to me when you're old. <laughs> talk to me when you're old. This is correct with Jack Lopez. You just hit it and quit it. Yeah. That's about that now we get it in quit it in case we wanted to this know, is hypothetical this is nothing that will ever happen wife this will never happen <laughs> oh it's all good. for the content it's all for the content <laughs> do it for the gram man do it for the gram it's for the greater good oh. i guess <laughs> okay on to the next question. yeah what's next <laughs> yeah we, uh, a genie Granted you three wishes, what would one or two of those be? What would those wishes that you would ask for? Well, the first one is a million wishes, obviously. <laughs> Doesn't work that way, Will. <laughs> well, why not? Every genie will tell you that's just cheating. You can't do well, that. What about, what about a million favors? I think that's just the same thing, just in a different <laughs> well, form. You know what, Scott? What's the point of this game? <laughs> this isn't a game. This is serious. I'm asking you questions, and you should answer. I'm um, just kidding. You don't, if you don't want to. <clears throat> isn't the whole point of the genie in the bottle that every time you ask for the wish, there's like a huge catch with it? Like that's always the thing you you wish for power, but then you get what you ask for, and then it sucks for you some know, reason. I think that's the devil. I don't think it's that's, yeah, that's the devil. That's that makes me think of that one movie. I can't think of the movie. Good. Oh, <laughs> Danny said he'd allow it. So, million wishes. A million wishes. What's that again? Danny said he's he'd allow it. So, a million wishes. Okay, so apparently Danny is a is a genie. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to have a talk with him. At some yeah, point. I was gonna say Danny, we we need to have more conversations. Uh, <laughs> yeah, more. Uh, so, no, I feel like honestly, honestly, I think I would do like uh like something that creates like financial security. So like, I would wish for like ten thousand dollars a month for the rest of my life or something like that. So I never have to worry. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I was I was gonna say something like that too, as far as like one of the wishes. 
Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. these wishes are more for like ourselves rather than like, you know, we can wish for world peace or something like that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. And I also wish for world peace. Yeah. <laughs> Danny said, me a genie? Well, I am fat and I do wear those baggy pants. <laughs> so, yes. What about the shoes that go like... What about the, yeah, I was the pointy shoes? Yeah, they go up. Shoes. <laughs> He's going to have to send us a picture in the group. I want to see these. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I guess the financial security thing would be pretty cool. I mean, I'm assuming that we're sticking with, like, things that are more just, uh, like, a self-serving kind of wish, if that's the kind yeah. of wish for, yeah. you know. Yeah, because then you can just do whatever it is that you want to do with it. Um, or, you know, if you want to really, I don't know, I feel like what might be a good thing to, to ask for in a real way is some attribute that, that grants you success. Like, some something, like you know, wishing to be a more, like, more disciplined or wishing to, mm. you know, be wiser or, you know, to have a clear understanding of certain kinds of things or whatever, you know, that could be a cool thing to wish for. Because then yeah. you're, you're wishing for something good that fundamentally alters yourself. Right. That, you know, sort of breathe that life out into everything else that you do. Yeah. Yeah, even if you're making all the money in, in the world, you're not, you know... You might not be happy with it, of course. If right. You're, you know, you're not like, you know, with it in the head. I guess you could say. Yeah, I guess. I guess <laughs> it all comes down to like what, um, what you want to do in your life. And like, I basically, if some some genie or like somebody appeared and was like, "You just won the lottery. Here's a bunch of money." I feel like, uh, I feel like I would just continue doing exactly the same thing that, that I'm doing. I would just have a bunch of money in my bank account. Like, that's exactly what I would do. You know? Yeah. Damn yeah. I'm wrong. What, what am I wrong about? I've, I, I say a lot of things in a short period of he, time. He said there's only one thing to wish for. But he's not. He didn't type out what that thing is. So we're in suspense. <laughs> I'm anticipating this now. I am ready to see what this is it, thing is. It's going to be Jennifer Lopez. It might be Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Uh, Jennifer Lopez that cannot hold a conversation. That can, that can hold a conversation. That's the dream. That, that can. She doesn't talk. She she doesn't make any sounds. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> That'd be said, really weird. Danny said, what do I want in my life? Well, gee, I want to conversate with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's hot, he says. Uh, well, uh, maybe she's a very philosophical person. We just haven't met her and talked to her. And... Well, hey, I mean, she's a songwriter, and she's obviously really good at it. So, like, maybe yeah. she's got a really <clears throat> wonderful sense of life and, and the words and stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? That's my wish, to have an in-depth music theory conversation with Jennifer Lopez. Music theory? <laughs> that would be terrible. Scott, what would you do? You, I guess, honestly, you, I feel like like the better question that, that gets more at like the heart of things is what would you personally do if money were no object? Like if you just, if whatever you chose to do, you had the money for it. Right. Granted. Yeah. Like you have, you have the money for food and, and for your living arrangements and whatever, whatever you want to do, you have that money available to you. You don't have to worry about it. Just, you can do whatever you want, <clears throat> essentially. Yeah. What would you do? I would definitely go travel. That would be definitely a big thing of mine if I had travel. Definitely, just travel the world. Where'd you go? I would start with maybe someplace in like Asia, like Tokyo or something. I don't know why that's the first thing that comes up, that comes to mind, but I've always had an interest in that, in the culture of that area. <clears throat> and, Interesting. Or between that, I go to Australia just because Australia is just dope, beautiful. Yeah. Crazy. You better be careful. Kangaroos drown you out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Seriously, they'll sit there. Like I saw this recently. They'll sit there in the water and they'll just have their head poke out. Like, you want to take a swim? You want to? You want to come out and cool off in the hot Australian sun? You want to co- take a little dip with me in the cool kangaroo? And we're gonna like, hop around. Boom. The water. You drown. 
He's starting to sound like Stewie, and he's like, oh, you're making a little novel, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're making a little novel, Brian. You're making a little book. You're going to write a book, and you're just going to sell many copies. And you're gonna... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a good impression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> Nate, what would you uh, do? On my dating profile, I'll end up getting grandmas because I'm a nice boy. Whatever it is I'm putting on my profile is going to attract a bunch of old ladies. Oh. Wait, what? Hey, they'd, probably this... make you, they'd probably make you lots of food, and it'd be awesome. I mean, that would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. And all I'd have to do is, like... Wait a stay optimistic. <laughs> You're so strong! And I'm just picking up a gallon of milk. Yes, I am. Oh. <laughs> This is a weird conversation again. How do we get back here? Nate, what would you do if money were no object? Um, well, one thing I wouldn't do is work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would, like, make a studio, like a home studio. Not necessarily have other people come record their stuff in, but just to record my own stuff. And I would do all that weird shit art music stuff. You know what I mean? Keep it on fucking brains and... Shaving your hair. Nate's just going to record a bunch of music that nobody wants to hear. Exactly. That's exactly what the fuck I would do. I record a bunch of shitty music. That's what I would do. Yeah. I didn't say it was shitty. I just said nobody else would want to hear it. Well, you know, it'd be a really cool chance to just, you know, delve into that. And, uh, you know, I would just spend time just doing, like, creative endeavors, I think. Um, You know. And I, I would do a lot of traveling, too. I think that's uh, probably a lot of people would end up doing a lot of traveling. I think it's something a lot of yeah. people would like the idea of, but there's just roadblocks in terms of finances and, you right. know, whatever. So I would want to I would want to visit India. I would want to visit parts of Europe. Um, you know, I'm sure there's other places, but, like, those are the first two that sort of pop into my head. Um, so, yeah, I would travel. I would do art. I would, you know... You know, and I think the other thing I would, well, I don't know what else I would do. That's that's basically what it comes down to. I would also get a big variation of guitars. Yeah, yeah. I'd do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I've seen. Uh, I don't know if you ever watch uh, Herman Lee's podcast, but the guy has got over 130 something guitars. Like just, a sh- he's got a guitar center's worth of guitars on his wall. Like. My goodness, dude. Mm-hmm. Guitars much? That's ridiculous. Burton's got a lot of guitars right now. It's not 130, but he's got his rack has uh, gotten more in it. Vern? Vern, yeah. He's got a yeah. bunch. Yeah. I, I mean I'm I'm coming up at the studio with, with a decent amount of stuff. I mean I've got I've got two here. I've got three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten at the studio. So 12 total? Yeah. That's more than Vernon has. Together, yeah, Vernon and I have, like, a lot more. I don't know how many he has. <laughs> but no, more got, than that. I've right, got one. I have one guitar at my house. Oh, you do? Like, I remember that. Yeah. Hmm. It's that, that I'm, like, kind of borrowing, but not particularly borrowing eh. from that person. Sounds kind of like my sister. <laughs> I was <laughs> trying to teach her how to play guitar. I'm kind of calling her out right now. Love you, sis, if you're actually watching this right now. <laughs> She's like, fuck you, Scott. <laughs> it's a, I would like to get, invest in a, a new set of drums. I think that'd be a good investment. Because I'm still playing the kit that I got when I was like 12. Dude, but uh, it, sounds it sounds dope. It does sound good. That's the crazy thing about it. It's like an intermediate at best kind of kit. But it, like, the bass drum has, like, a canon appeal, which is crazy. Yeah. It has a lot of hit, like, a lot of, like, in, like, a... Punch. Punch. It has a lot of punch. Yeah. Especially if you tune it right. I I think it might have to do, it has metal rims as opposed to wood rims, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. But... Indeed. But I still get a new kit, like... And actually, what I want to get is a smaller kit that I can use for other kind of applications. Like, if I'm doing a theater gig, I want to get one of those compact kind of little kits. You Dude, know? One of the ones where, like, you, they, like the, the, 
one head like pops off and you like put all of the like, stack them inside of each other. Yeah, it's a Yamaha makes a kit like that. And yeah. my teacher had one coolest thing in the world. Like you could carry the entire thing in three bags. Symbols, hardware, and drums. Three bags. Dude, that's nuts. Hmm. It was nuts. Yeah. So what would happen is you would there the bass drum would actually come apart. You know, it had some latches and it would come off. And then you would like stack the two toms and the snare into that. But they're like scaled down. So you'd have like a 10 and like a 12 inch tom. And, you know, they're shallower. And the snare would be like a real small snare, like a 10 or 12 inch or something crazy like that. And all of these things would fit inside the bass drum. And you latch it in and then you put that into a bag. That's all your drums. You'd have this, the stool was like on a cylinder that you would unscrew the top and put all your hardware inside of that wooden shell and keep all your hardware in that. You screw the seat back onto it, and then that's two bags, and then your cymbals would go in the third bag. That's nuts. Yeah, and I want that kit. But if not that kit, then like, you know, like a small, like, breakbeat like a cocktail thing or kit. something. Yeah, yeah, something, something compact and small, so I don't have to... Because right now I've got this, like big boomy rock drum set that if I'm doing a theater gig and I'm like underneath a stage and I have to work around like a pillar and a tuba player, you know, and you know, I've got the, the top is like on the other side of this like support beam and I'm like, getting it like this, you know, it's ridiculous. But uh, you mentioned band band practice and it's funny. I was watching something on Instagram earlier. It's like talented musicians or something like that. I think that's the account. And there's like they're I pretty much finished with the song and this this kid he just starts fucking ripping it. <laughs> Everybody just sitting there like, what the fuck? And then the, the teacher comes around and is like, stop! And he just finally stops and just like, yeah, I fucking nailed that. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> there's a video. Uh, at least it used to be. There used to be a video on YouTube of uh, it was a sound check for. Uh, I think it was Death. No, uh, Napalm Death. I forget. It was. It's some like like stick band, like super heavy metal mm. band, and uh, they're. I guess they were on tour somewhere in um in Europe, and like I guess the drummer got like really tired of like the sound guy. So the sound guy was like, "All right, let me hear your kick drum." So he starts playing the kick, and he's just like, "Keep going, keep going," and then he's like, "Dude." and then he starts going to this like fucking crazy drum solo and like every time it's like four minutes long and he's just playing like during sound check and like he'll like start to slow down like he's gonna stop and the guy's like all right can i hear and then he just picks it back up and just plays over top of him and he does that like four or five times and finally he stops and the guy's like all right let me hear your kick drum <laughs> and that's the end of the video it's like fuck you man thank uh, you um, but guys, I gotta get going because uh, I have a lesson. But we can do one more question just to to finish everything out. How ironic! I only have one question left. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I knew I knew this was gonna happen too. Um, what would you consider to be one of the worst jobs you ever had in your life? Hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking of two instances. <laughs> The job that I held, and then one was a like when I was working for the guy building fences. There was one particular job during that working mm. with him. The cool, he was a great guy. Like, See how I they enjoyed do that job. But there was one particular one that like sucked really bad. But the worst mm. job I was Dunkin' Donuts, and that was the one in Martinsburg here. Like, just oh, everyone man. was all the time. Like, no one was having a good time ever. Like, it just mm. didn't. And uh, our most of the stuff was broken, you know, like people were just bitter and like, what? uh, they didn't shoot, but there was free donuts, right? I mean, yeah, you could eat as many donuts as you wanted, but man, after a while, you just don't want any more donuts. Yeah. I agree. I used to work at a bakery and yeah, you, you eat your fair share of sweets and then you're like, I'm done with this crap. Yeah. It sounds like a really cool thing at first. And then it's like, well, I remember the guy who would go in there and, and bake the stuff at night. He had a smoker's cough, so he'd be coughing all the time, and he wouldn't necessarily cover his mouth. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, In the middle of making a sandwich. <laughs> so, but, it. <laughs> so that, that was, that was and, and sometimes 
Like, there was one time, this one girl, her paycheck bounced. Oh, shit. Her, her, like, the place didn't have enough money to pay us. One time. <laughs> it was so bad. The Dunkin' Donuts couldn't pay dudes. Oh, it was so bad. It was the worst. It was probably just something stupid, but, like, God, that's the worst thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I... I mean, I've I've had some like crappy jobs and just like the work was not fun, but I always found a way to like make it fun. Like there was a job I worked where I was delivering car parts, but I started working there immediately after they opened, so they didn't have any clients. The only thing it was it was owned by Fitzgerald and Frederick. So like we would just take like four parts over to Fitzgerald every day. That was it. And I was there for ten hours. So I just bring books in and just read books or like watch Netflix on my phone or whatever. It was great. Uh, it was not a fun job, but, like, I made it fun. Um, but I did have a job, my first job, actually. Um, I was a pedicabber in downtown Frederick. Pedicabber? Yeah. So, I thought you were going to go a different way there. I was a pedicabber. <laughs> nope. Not that. Don't want that on the internet. Um, no, it's so it's where you um, it's it's like the rickshaw, but it's like a bicycle on the front. So I'm sitting there pedaling the bike while the people behind me are just sitting and enjoying the ride. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it sucked. I made like I, I, I was on shift for like eight hours at a time and I would make like 200 bucks. And I bet you were in great shape. I was in really good shape by the end of the summer. I remember coming back to Shepherd and I was like, man, I should start working out. So I went to the wellness center, like the gym at Shepherd, and I jumped on the bike and I biked 15 miles in like half an hour. And at the end of it, I was, I was like not even sweating. Like I, I just, cause I did that all summer. Like I wasn't even yeah, working. Yeah, your legs hard. are like tree yeah. trunks after that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just, I was like, it was like I was downhill racing, but I wasn't even doing anything, you know, it was something crazy like that, but, but yeah, that was a shitty job. The, uh, that one job that I did, uh, when I was working for Dale, doing the fences, we were doing a, it was like the first job that I started, but we put it, put off finishing it. I, so this was the year that it just rained all the time. It was 2018 and it just fucking rained for all of 2018, right? So the field, it was a cow field, and the whole thing kind of came down in the middle into a bit of a, a valley, right? Right. Okay. So we did the whole perimeter, but we needed a needed one to go down the middle, down into this valley area. Why? Now, because it rained so much, it was a swamp. Mm. So, it, so his idea was, okay, we're going to wait a while. We're going to wait for this to dry up and then come back and do it. And then I was like, okay, cool. Well, it kept raining and it did not dry up, so we just had to do it. So he couldn't get the tractor down there, or the he had a dingo, uh, which is like a little thing you ride. You stand on it and you ride it, and it's got like the treaded wheel, the old wheels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, know, you can put a forklift or an auger or whatever. But that was like a bobcat thing. Yeah, like a bobcat, like a miniature bobcat. Mm -hmm. um, but that couldn't make it down there because of the mud. So basically, we had to get close to it get the post, which is, you know, about this wide and eight feet or whatever. Mm -hmm. Get that, like, a bag of concrete and, like, walk through this mud and like, oh. go down into the, the muck, like, this deep. And then there was a... So then I had, you know, so this was, so I borrowed his Gore-Tex boots, luckily. And that helped. But my foot would go in there and be like... You know, and I like, you know, a bag of concrete or whatever it was I was carrying. Oh, it was a tough day, man. That was a terrible day. That sounds awful. <laughs> this, uh, uh, it's bad. It's bad. And it smelled like frog shit and everything. Ugh. Frog oh, shit? <laughs> frog what shit. frog shit smell like? <laughs> frog shit, man. I don't know what to tell you. It smells swampy, I guess. Oh, I think that's what you're talking about when you say that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Well, um, what's yours, Scott? Mine, I've had a lot of shitty jobs, honestly, but the first one that comes to mind for me was when I worked for Feral Gas. This company I delivered propane for and was working, uh, I think I worked a, I want to say almost a 19-hour shift. Jesus. And... Mm. Uh, That's illegal. It is illegal. Oh. It is, okay. it is. 
Yeah, I, there was many a times I did quite illegal shit for this company where they would have you work over the, you're only supposed to be out on the road for I think 11 hours and they had you had me working every day past 12 hours like first first month or two of course I wasn't familiar with the the gadgets that you had to use so it took me a lot longer so every time I'd be the last person back and I'd have to fill up my at the end of the day, you had to fill up your truck with propane, so you're not done when you get back. So you work a good 12-hour shift, and then you got to fill up your truck with propane, and then then you got to do all these logs and crap. And I'm like, I'm like ready to get out, get the fuck out of there. And man, that job sucked. Yep, it sounds like it. That's terrible. Propane and accessories. Indeed. Indeed. Brand accessories, yeah, indeed. All right. Propane, propane accessories. Okay. It's been a good time, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, uh, Danny specifically, and everybody else who is on the stream. Uh, that's all we got for this week, so peace out. We'll see you next time. Peace! Bye forever. <laughs> <laughs>